Welcome to Emron's Podcast, episode number 21. This is your host, Suman Silwal. We'll try and do too much too fast, but uh, you got to enjoy it. Visit Emron's.com to get the latest discount code, race photos, and more. I'd like to welcome Owen Bradley to Emron's Podcast. Owen, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me on, Suman. How's your running uh, going these days, Owen? What are you training for next? Um, things are going well. I'm, I'm still in recovery mode somewhat from uh, the Angeles Crest 100, which uh, will be uh, a month ago tomorrow. So that was a challenging race uh, out in the San Juan, or actually the Angeles National Forest, um, right outside of Pasadena. And uh, legs are still a little... Uh, little under the weather, but trying to ramp back up for uh, a couple of races in the fall. Um, looking forward to cooler temperatures and uh, hope to get in a 50K in late October and a 50 miler in uh, middle of November and then maybe something in December, just depending on how I'm feeling. So do you go race month by month in your distance races or do you take off some months? Or how, how does that work for you? I'm really just, uh, I mean consistency for me and just kind of keeping the routine so i'll uh i think over the past seven years i've run right at around 80 uh ultras and marathons which uh 67 of those have been ultras so i mean i average about a race a month um so it's just kind of a constant state of perpetual training and and racing and um tweaking you know uh as far as what i'm focusing on whether it's speed for a road race or hills or just overall mileage for uh, the longer stuff do you also race during the summertime yeah yeah it's it's really year-round effort for me as far as uh you know just lifestyle and mileage and just getting in uh you know 10 to 12 miles uh during the week and then going longer on the weekends Talking about uh, your running, can you share your running journey with us? How did you start running? And I'm talking about how did you start also doing ultra races? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, running for me, did some in middle school on, uh, you know, in the track track world, uh, summer track. And then in high school, ran my freshman year, uh, did track and cross country and really just made a decision to focus on soccer exclusively after freshman year. Um, so I did that through high school and freshman year of college, played soccer at Swanee, um, a liberal arts small school in Tennessee. And then really just, you know, running was all growing up through the soccer world was almost a form of punishment. So running for me kind of evolved from being forced to do it before practice uh, or after practice in the form of sprints and that sort of thing to uh, something that I really developed a love and enjoyed um, really after college with some uh, some other work friends and you know, started as most folks do with a, a 5K here or there and then, uh, you know, a 10K. And um, there was a good, I was in Tuscaloosa at the time, so there was a, a strong track club there that has a competitive race series every year where you accumulate points. Um, so got involved with that really in, uh, I guess that was 03, 04, 05, 06, and then moved to Birmingham in uh, late 2006. And did my first half marathon at Mercedes in February of 07. So then really to transcend from that to ultras, I, I didn't do a marathon and then jumped right into a 50K um, that I did in March of 09 at Oak Mountain State Park here in Birmingham. And then from, you know, 50K um, later that same year, did strolling gym, a 40 mile race and um, a few other 50Ks 
that year and then did my first 50 miler in Huntsville, the dizzy 50s in November of 09. And really from uh, 2010 on, I've been doing a lot of races and have enjoyed it. It's uh, for me, I uh, enjoy the training, enjoy the races and meeting folks and um, just being out on the trails mainly. I do do some road ultras, uh, but mainly trail stuff. Sounds like a great journey. And one of the thing, as you're talking about this, uh, you are my fourth guest who actually started as a soccer player and and transitioned into running shorter distance, ultra distance. So what's in the soccer uh, world that helps you to be a good a runner? I think it's just, I mean, in soccer you're doing, you know, some kind of constant motion for the most part, whether, uh, um, you know, there, there are different numbers you, they throw out of how many miles you run in a soccer game, whether it's five to seven, but... uh you know, growing up playing in tournaments where you're playing two or three games in, in a day and, you know, five or six games over the weekend, I think you naturally just develop this ability to, uh, you know, run and sprint when you're tired. And uh, for me, it's, I mean, soccer was very team-oriented and the running has allowed me to really focus on fine-tuning my own skills and pushing myself versus, you know, relying on others in, in a team environment. But I, mean, I think soccer is just a great overall fitness Thing now if I had to go play a soccer game although really my ankles are my uh, weak link there which also hinders me sometimes on the trail running but you know I, I always tell people soccer shape to me is is a little different than just being an endurance shape because all the sprinting that uh, that is required definitely there's a lot of running and sprinting uh, doing during the soccer game as you are transitioning between from soccer to the running to racing all the way to ultra what what were your struggles? Were there any struggles you had? I mean, I think initially just, uh, you know, nutrition is always uh, something that took a couple of years to kind of get dialed in as far as electrolyte balance and, and fuel sources and that sort of thing. And just the general fatigue that you're going to endure when you're out there for, you know, four or five hours in a 50K. So that, that took some adjusting. And I think it's, it's for me, it's... Uh, and I guess really everyone, you know, ultra stuff is, is very mental. So you have to have the right mindset going in, know that there's going to be some low points and some suffering, but that's what you signed up for. And it's going to make you stronger in the end. And um, it really makes uh, makes completing the race that much more beautiful. But I have seen you also, a lot of, a lot of this ultra races, you're moving really fast speed. Um, how does that uh, work for you? Is it, Are you still... Uh, struggling and then try to make that cut or try to go faster during those events or how are you just a natural for you i'm definitely in in the races uh for the most part pushing myself to uh you know close to the limit of of what i can achieve there um you know in the longer distances you learn to try and be more patient especially at the beginning of races which is something i'm still struggle with and have to really focus on because you just you know anything over about 50 miles there there's going to be some some points that you cannot run all out be it dictated by the trail and terrain or just physically um i'm definitely not capable of that so it's a it's a learning experience and being patient is uh is all part of getting older and more experienced in your racing yeah, I really definitely need to learn that. I'm not patient at the beginning, but as the race progress and I'm speeding through it and then I don't able to keep up. <laughs> so 
I have bonked many times, so. Right. I've, I've learned to appreciate the, the different levels of uh, slowing down. You know, if it's a controlled uh, bonking, then that can be tolerated. But uh, you just don't want to fall off the cliff. Otherwise, uh, it, it makes those last uh, last miles pretty miserable. Especially during this hot day of summer that we just going through right now. And it's really difficult as the day progress and it's it's hot and you're trying to go faster and you cannot move. So yeah, the the, the southeast in the in the summer when you're running long distance is is always challenging. Yeah, definitely. As a runner, what is your greatest achievement so far? I mean, it's hard to pinpoint. Um, you know, one one race really. I mean, there there's several that stand out and some of it's. Uh, I mean, I was really proud to finally win the Pevon Falls race in, in Birmingham on the 4th of July, just something that I've come really close to several times, but I think this is my 10th effort and to finally win um, was not my fastest time, but, you know, just something like that, that years of years of training and showing up and, and pushing hard on it and finally uh, achieving that goal of winning, uh, that was that was pretty special and a long time coming. And really, uh, I mean, some of the things for me, now having more perspective when you can look back and, and realize that in the moment you enjoyed it and felt good and had a great race. But you can look back and say, like uh, my Vermont 100 race at the time, you, you just didn't realize how how fast and how well you've done um, based on my capabilities of getting second there and, and running you know 16 hours and four minutes for 100 miles is probably an effort that I'll never be able to repeat. And having done a few 100 milers since then, it really just gives you perspective and you learn to appreciate what you've done and what you can do definitely and running running 100 itself is difficult plus you're running that fast of speed isn't that one you you ran like a 630 towards the end of the end of the race was that the race yeah yeah and it it that was just a, a great battle with uh, a guy from canada who uh finished third and he caught up with me i believe around mile 70 five or so we kind of battled back and forth for the last uh last quarter of the race and um was able to to pull it out in the end to get second but you know it's just you know iron sharpens iron in competition in these races it, it's fun and you know we're friends on facebook now and just meeting people around the, the world in the u.s that have similar interests and uh there's really a sense of community that that has grown for me out of the, the ultra world which even in Birmingham has really progressed over the last seven to eight years with new races, new groups, um, new trail series, that sort of thing. Definitely. And also we have a nicer trails as well. Even since I've been running trails and, you know, it hadn't been long and it has changed a lot. For to go to that speed, talking about your Vermont 100 towards the end, what, I mean, 100 is difficult, like I said earlier, and bringing that speed, how did it work for you was there any motivation you had or or you just want to beat the next person um that and i mean you know when i've always learned when i feel good in a race and, and for me it's about typically footing i mean vermont has a lot of dirt roads and runnable surface which is great so if you feel good you know down a hill or on some flat space and can can crank out some faster miles you know be that under seven minutes or you know under eight just depending on how you're feeling just you got to get it while you can so uh i'd probably eaten something 15 or 30 minutes before and was kind of feeling good and just go ahead and push while you can and try and uh secure your your spot in the standings definitely that sounds like great achievement itself so right absolutely
Can we talk about also you last year you went out in California and you had a bear stand off on the trail to like we can talk about that. Yeah, I mean that definitely was the uh, most intense, you know, three or four minutes that I've ever experienced in an ultra. Um, the race was Rio del Lago, hundred mile, um, and I was around thirty five miles into it. I think at the time I was in second, and you know there's no one really around. There was a gap between the first and the third guy. And, uh, just, you know, on a single track trail and 30 yards in the distance, there's a bear um, just obstructing my path on the trail. So I stopped, kind of stared each other down for what seemed like a long time, which is probably 10 seconds. And I was didn't have a lot of options with a plan of escape. So I targeted a few trees that I was going to go up if he come toward me, but he stood his ground and actually got up on his hind legs and kind of roared at me. And I just stood there in complete shock. And uh, luckily, I guess he didn't view me as a threat. And he scampered up the, the hillside to the to the left of the trail. And, you know, then the next thing in my mind was, all right, I've got to run right past where this bear just was. So is he going up in, in the wooded area there to get a better running start at me? Or is he just moving on to his next uh, adventure for the day. So luckily for me, I was able to just pass and didn't see the bear again. And There was actually a hiker on the trail that was not in the race going the opposite direction. I warned the lady. I was like, hey, I just saw a bear, you know. And she seemed kind of skeptical that, oh, there are no bears out here. But um, it definitely uh, shook me up. And it'll adjust your perspective a little bit. That, I mean, racing is fun and it's it's a great outlet and hobby and way to disconnect from the world. But at the end of the day, it's it's not worth dying for. So uh ended up not mentally just not being in that race, and I think ended up dropping uh, a little under 12 hours into it, around 67 miles or so. So uh, it makes you think about your, you know, your family and your wife and that sort of thing. At least it did for me. It looks like they give you a great perspective in racing, right. being outdoor, and sometimes, like you said, it's a lot of fun, but you know. All the snakes and critters and animals, they live out there. And they yeah, they're, yeah. they have right to roam around. Yeah, we're, we're invading on their territory. Definitely. Talking about next topic, I've seen many races, even if it's a cold temperature, you like to run shirtless. That's your kind of uh, signature outfit, I guess. Um, so can you talk about what's, what, how did that come about? I really don't know. I mean, there wasn't a... A turning point or deliberate art i'm going to do this i guess just you know being in the south in the summer you, you get accustomed to not running in shirts um for a large part of the year and then uh i guess my first mercedes uh half that i ran i think i ran shirtless and uh mercedes is always historically relatively chilly for alabama and uh just kind of kept with it and it's I guess a good way to <clears throat> give my sponsors some attention. And for me, it's, I don't know, I guess the easy answer is it, it cuts down on laundry and you don't have to make a decision as to whether you want to wear, you know, short sleeves or a tank top or long sleeves if it were really cold. But for me, it's just more of about a motivation of keeping you in the moment and realizing that, you know, if it's cold, it's going to make you want to run faster and push yourself. And if it's hot, feel like it's a good way just to try and stay cool, um, especially in these humid environment that we live in the southeast. So it just kind of evolved and people, you know, started talking about it. And, oh, it's so cold and you didn't have a shirt on. So it's one of those things that attention kind of uh, perpetuated continuing the activity of not wearing a shirt. But I mean, just from a 
I don't know, logic standpoint, I mean, if you're wearing a little thin singlet versus being shirtless, you know, you're not really gaining any warmth. So it's, uh, while it looks heroic, it's really, uh, really not that big a deal. Changing topic a little bit. You also direct races here in Birmingham. I have raced that several years in a row. Can you talk about the uh, start of the race? And you have a story behind it as well as, and it's coming up this month. So let's talk about a little bit on that, about Automaker next. Yeah, absolutely. The The race is out at Oak Mountain State Park, and it's coming up on the 18th of September, which is a Sunday. Um, it'll, there are two, two distance options, 32 miles and 16-mile fun run. So the 32 mile starts at 6.30 a.m. The fun run starts at 8.30. And it is available for sign-up on Ultra Sign-Up. You can just search for Autumn Equinox, and it'll pop up. As far as the start of the race, it really, uh, when I was getting into Ultras, I was turning 30. So, you know, there some people like to run their age on their birthday, which uh, I seem like a good idea for me. And 30 is somewhat of a milestone year in your younger, younger life. So I got a group of friends and some of them didn't want to run the full distance, but they would meet me at different stages around the, the red trail at Oak Mountain. And it, it was really just kind of an impromptu run versus a race and we ended up doing two loops of the red trail which is approximately 32 miles so that's how it started back in uh first time we did that was 2009 when i was turning 30 so that's the genesis of it and then each year it's become a little more structured now it's truly a race and we have alabama outdoors is a, a local outdoor store that's the sponsor and gives uh gift cards to the overall winners of both both distances and they've kind of been with me through the through all the years of the race which this will be the the eighth running of it this coming month or this month and just over two weeks for me it's just about getting people out to our local state parks getting them out in the woods giving them a a low-key race that if they want to try to go farther than a marathon it's not an insurmountable task but it's something they can do and i try to be liberal with the cutoffs and um definitely stay out there and look for anybody who might get lost and make sure everybody gets back to the start finish and can enjoy some pizza or beer cookies or whatever you choose uh at the end to add to that it's a fundraise and i have done several years in a row like i said and um the courses that's my one of my fastest 50k i run or 32 mile i run and also or i have ran so far and also, it's a great environment that you create over there with a lot of like-minded people as well. So it's a good first time at a race, up. So as well as the veterans if they want to have some PR on a 50K or 16-miler. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's the goal is to just get people out and have a, have a low-key event and have people hang around afterwards and share war stories from other races or what they've got coming up or, you know, just what's going on in their life. Before we start our sprint round, here's a $5 discount code provided by Owen Bradley for Autumn Equinox 16 miles and 32 milers race coming up on September 18th. The discount code is RUN32, R-U-N-3-2. Owen, are you ready for Emron's sprint round? Ready as I'll ever be. What type of shoes do you wear? Oh, shoes? Um, typically, I'm a Saucony guy, so I've trail-wise the Saucony Peregrine on the road, uh, the Saucony Kavara. What type of GPS device do you use? I am a big fan of my Sunto, I guess it's the Ambit 3 Peak. 
Um, it does have the heart rate, so uh, been trying to track the heart rate some, but had good success with that. It has a long battery life, and uh, been really pleased. Do you do heart rate training? Um, as far as using heart rate um, for training, I, I use it just as kind of a general guideline based off of uh, efforts. I typically don't use it as a governor in races, but did use it in one race uh, this summer in the San Juan Mountains. So it's, I think it's a useful tool. It's something I've just really experimented with over the last year. What is your fastest 5K? Fastest 5K, um, it was 16.25. Um, ran it on a track with some friends. Fastest half marathon? Uh, I think it's actually one I ran in Japan. I think I was hour and 16 minutes and a few seconds change. That's fast. Did you come first or in that one? Oh, no. And it was in Mabashi, um, and I was probably 25th or something. What is your fastest marathon? Marathon PR is 236.59 that I ran at Mercedes um, a couple years ago. Mercedes sounds like your favorite marathon, correct? I, I haven't done a lot of others other than uh, done Boston a couple times and uh, did Big Sur and then a couple up in the Northeast with uh, New Hampshire and Maine. But, I mean, it's hard not to do at least the half or, or sometimes the full in your local marathon. Definitely. What is your fastest 50K? Fastest 50K standalone was uh, is 330. And I think in a, that 40-mile strolling gym race, I've run 323 for 50K, according to the marks on the, the course. But as the record book show, it's 330. And I guess the last question is, what is the fastest 100? I guess that's a Vermont. Yep, it's a Vermont. 16 hours, 4 minutes, and a few seconds change. Uh, are you a trail runner only, road runner? I think you do all, correct? I do it all. Most of my training um, during the week is on the road. So I'd say probably, I mean, I incorporate some trails around my community when I'm running um, on the road, but I mean, I'd say probably 70 to 80% of my running is on the road. Wow. That's a lot for an ultra marathoner. Yeah. I'm almost a similar way. I like to run road because it's right outside that door and then, then drive whenever I can to the trail. Right. What is your favorite race so far? Um, I guess I'd have to say the strolling gym, uh, 40 mile race in Tennessee it's it was the first race I, I ran outside of Birmingham and it's just a very old school unique course and the the hills of rolling hills of Tennessee uh, starts in War Trace Tennessee and just has a good good feel uh, Gary Cantrell aka Lazarus Lake is the race director it also does the Barkley marathons and a few other races so it's uh it's got some historic connection to the ultra world and it's uh it's just a no-frills course that uh, you can have uh, car support on, which is which is nice with somebody uh, stopping and crewing you as needed, which uh, adds, when you're doing your first race, an additional level of comfort there. So I've never run that race. I would love to go back, go there. Yeah, it's, it's, it should be on everybody's bucket list. Are you a downhill racer or uphill climber? Uh, just due to my ankle weakness, uh, I typically do better on uphill stuff and i guess i tend to like that a little more if it's a groomed downhill road or, or gravel road or something I, I enjoy that too but the technical downhill is, is definitely not my strong suit same here i cannot do technical downhill yeah it's uh, some people can fly but i'm i'm not one of those folks
I, I guess your slow is our fast, so <laughs> it's just perspective uh, there. It's all relative, I guess. Yeah. Do you follow any training plans? No, I mean I'm I'm self self coach, self trained. I, I typically have some kind of mileage goal each week, and you know, building up to longer races will typically race um, increasing distances up to like a hundred mile or hundred k or something where you. You know, we'll do a 50K or two, maybe a 50 mile and then 100K or 100 mile. So you're, you're, you're checking yourself with uh, longer races, but at the same time, uh, you know, adjusting your weekly mileage and, and what's going on based on, you know, what, what's going on in your life and how you're feeling on certain weeks or certain days. So what is the most weekly mile have you logged so far? Um, I think I've gotten up to right around 120 a couple times. Um, you know, not including like a hundred mile race week or something, but, uh, you know, I typically keep it in the 80 to a hundred mile range. Um, just depending on how the long runs fall, whether they're back to back or especially, uh, what the weather's like in the summer, it's, it's hard to, in Birmingham to get more than, you know, 80, 90 miles. And I really try to do all my runs in singles, meaning that, uh, you know, I don't do doubles where I'm running twice a day. So, uh, if you're, if you're doing a hundred miles in singles, that's, uh, that's pretty stout from a, a wear and tear standpoint on your body. Got you. That's a good advice there. What type of nutrition plan do you follow? Nutrition-wise, uh, keep it pretty simple and, and pretty routine in what I eat on a daily basis. Uh, you know, a lot of Greek yogurt, um, nuts, other protein supplements, um, lean meats, try and eat salads, fruits, vegetables, and, and lean meat at night. And, uh, you know, don't eat a lot of pasta or carbohydrates necessarily. We'll eat some sweet potatoes, but, you know, just try and keep it into, uh, foods that are not processed or packaged. And if you do eat some kind of bar or something, something that's all natural and organic and, uh, not genetically modified. So just try and eat healthy and smart sensibly. I'm a big proponent of, uh, a lot of water consumption and usually drink around two gallons of water a day, especially in the summer and make it back a little bit in the winter to a gallon and a half. But I just, you know, I think water flushes toxins out of your body and helps, helps you mentally stay awake. And with all this training that goes on, um, I really don't think you can drink too much water. Is there a race that you have not run so far and you love to run one day? Well, with the, the lottery world as it is and the popularity of races that, that can sometimes hinder, uh, getting into stuff fortunately uh i've done a lot of these races before the lotteries were instituted but you know western states is definitely out there on my radar so uh i guess i'm gonna plan the lottery for that i, I missed a year um a couple of years ago so my consecutive ticket count is will just be uh this will be one ticket that i'll have in there but lottery for that i've toyed with the idea of hard rock 100 but after running the san juan solstice 50 which is on some of the similar terrain, I'm, I'm not sure if I uh, want to endure that, but um, might lottery for that. But definitely, I'd say if the short answer is Western States 100. Definitely, I would love to go run that one one year. Maybe I'll need to start collecting my lottery ticket as well. Before we conclude our interview, can you give a word of advice to those beginner trail runners and ultra runners? I mean, I just, I mean, my philosophy is, uh, you know, don't, don't try and do too much too fast, but uh, you've got to enjoy it um, if you're not having fun and enjoying 
the sport and challenging yourself and you're not going to stick with it. But overall, my advice to uh, new runners would be set a goal, sign up for a race, um, be deliberate in your effort. Um, training is going to be hard, but just stick with it. Um, be consistent in your training. You know, that typically, typically is going to mean running, you know, pretty much every day of the week, even if it's a couple miles just to, to shake the legs out. Um, you know, hydrate. I'm big on water, so drink gallon of water a day and, and enjoy it and savor the experience and uh have fun with it and realize that when you look back on all the effort and sacrifice you put in um that it'll be worth it great sounds like great advice thanks for your time and i will see you at the autumn equinox sounds good thanks a lot thank you